Hello, we'll come here in Genesis chapter 48 and we're going to talk about the patriarchal blessing of the sons of Joseph. And here is the blessing of a, of a father, the Jacob, and we're going to see more into this, how important this patriarchal blessing trans, you know, transpired throughout these generations in the Israelites. And we're going to begin here in verse 1. It says, And it came to pass after these things that one told Joseph, Behold, thy father is sick. And he took with him his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. Now, here you see Joseph. He now knows that his father won't last long. And he knows that his father won't make it. And this is a sign again. This is 17 years. This man has came and dwell in Egypt and Jacob has been in Egypt for 17 years, you know, almost died in Canaan, but now he's sick. And this is almost in his last days and he's now he's in his dead bed. So now Joseph, his son took his two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh and for a blessing and then it says here in verse 2 and the one and one told jacob and said behold thy son joseph cometh unto thee and israel strengthened himself and sat upon the bed here you know they told him that joseph is on the way and joseph is come to see him and this man strengthened himself with the last strength he had Probably here at this point of time, this is the last strength that he will have. And here in verse 3, it says, And Jacob said unto Joseph, God Almighty appeared unto me at Luz in the land of Canaan and blessed me. See, Jacob now at old age, and he remembers this encounter he had with, with God. You see, this encounter he had at Luz, of course, this Luz place later was called Bethel. And he says that God came and blessed him. And first of all, when a person is dying, he or she leaves out a lot of things that are not irrelevant, that are, that are completely irrelevant. And and speaks of things that are relevant and all things considered this was an important event in jacob's lifespan this this encounter he had with god at bethel and that is what god did for jacob it was that god blessed him he blessed him and what was this blessing and then he says here in verse 4 it says and said unto me behold i will make thee fruitful and multiply thee and i'll make of thee a multitude of people and i'll give this land to thy seed after thee for an everlasting possession he says behold says behold i will make you fruitful and i'll multiply you and i'll make the people multitude of people out of you you know this this is a multitude of people that promise and i said i will give them this land speaking of bethel speaking on the land of canaan and he says 
for an everlasting possession. And this is the things God had been coming in the life, in the days of the patriarchs. Abraham first, Isaac, and now Jacob. God has been consistent with this uh, promise. He says, I will make thee fruitful and I will make you a multitude of people and I will give this land to thy seed for an everlasting possession. Now, the land of promise here is Canaan, you see, and this is the land Jacob is speaking about here. He's, he's speaking about the land of Jacob. Uh, he's in Egypt and he's saying that the Lord has promised the land of Canaan to him. But this promise of multiplying them is not contingency with the uh, contingent with the land. You see, you know, Israel is to multiply with or without the land being, without them being on the land. Basically, they are, they are, it's not contingent with them being in Canaan, but they will, they are in Egypt. And eventually you're going to see, they're going to multiply and almost to the point that they, they are, they become a threat to the Egyptians. But here, you know, their inheritance is is to the land of Canaan, the place they were to be is in the land of Canaan, the land God promised to them to be. And in verse five, it says, and now thy two sons, <clears throat> Ephraim and Manasseh, which were born unto thee in the land of Egypt before I came unto thee unto Egypt are mine, as Reuben and Simeon, they shall be mine. Now he claims Jacob claims these two sons of Joseph and he made a claim of them, the Ephraim and Manasseh. And then he says, as his sons, they are going to have the inheritance as just as uh, Reuben and Simeon. And this is a big thing here because now they are now going to be placed in the among the uh, 12 tribes of Israel. And you're going to see much, much here that uh, this patriarch uh, promised. Here it says in verse 6, it says, And thy issue which thou begest after them shall be thine, and shall be called after the name of their brethren in their inheritance. In other words, they will become one of the, tribe, uh, one of the tribes of Israel because they will be claimed by Jacob, not Joseph. They will be claimed by Jacob. And but from them too, their children is going to be Joseph's inheritance after afterwards. You see, because this is going to be uh, Ephraim and Manasseh are going to become a tribe, and Joseph's lineage afterwards is going to be their children of Ephraim and Manasseh. But here it says he will bless them as an inheritance along with Joseph's brethren. And this is a big thing here. And it says in verse 7, it says, And as for me, when I came from Pandan, Rachel died by me in the land of Canaan in the way, when yet there was but a little way to come to Ephrath. And I buried her there in the way of Ephrath. The same is Bethlehem. Bethlehem. Now, Jacob talked about Rachel here. And you see her death was a very, was a heartbreak for, 
um, Jacob, you see, you know, that he still remembers the events today, you know, like he's dying and he still remembers the events, how, you know, God appeared when he came out of Pandanaram and they were journeying to Ephrath, to Bethel, you know, to, from Ephrath. And then by the way to Ephrath, Rachel died. She died on the way. And Bethlehem, again, this is Bethlehem Ephrath. It's called also a place of fruitfulness. And it's, it's a place near Bethel. And this woman never made it to Ephrath, and, but she came close to it. And this, again, this was a great heartbreak for this man, Jacob. And he had hopes to take her to meet where he, meet, he encountered God in Bethel. And this is 20 years he has been with this woman. And this is, you know, a place he was, this is a woman he really loved. And he was probably have hopes to take her to see his father, Isaac. And, but she died on the way and uh, again, was a big heartbreak. And moreover, this also, this Ephrat is going to be a place where Christ is going to be born later. It's a, it's a big significant place too, you know, which in Ma uh, Micah 5.2, it says, But thou, Bethlehem Ephrata, though thou be little, little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me that is to be ruler in Israel, whose going forth have been from of old from everlasting. Now, this is Christ. This mean, means that this is where Christ is going to come through Bethlehem, Ephrata, and this is where the birth, this is the hometown of David, King David, but also this is the birthplace of Christ here. And it's a, quite a significant, you know, place here that Jacob, you know, his, Rachel died and here he buried her in this place. In the, in the way, on the way to this place uh, called Ephrath. And then in verse 8, it says, And Israel beheld Joseph's sons and said, Who are these? You know, he couldn't recognize his grandsons because now his eyes were dimmed of old age now. And <clears throat> he sees them and says, Who are these? And Joseph said unto his father, There are my sons whom God had given me in this place. And he said, bring them, I pray thee unto me and I will bless them. And Joseph said that these are my sons that God has blessed me with. And he says, bring this boy, let me bless them. And here he says, and in verse 10, he says, now the eyes of Israel were dim of age. You see, he was old, He's, he can't see, just like Isaac, his father. And he says his eyes were, of Israel were dim for age, so that he could not see. And he brought them near unto him, and he kissed them, and embraced them. And Israel said unto Joseph, I had not thought to see thy face, and lo, God had showed me also thy seed. And, you know, Jacob never thought that he was going to see his younger son, Joseph, ever again and not to mention his grandkids. And this was God's mercy and grace, you see, that was bestowed on this man in the latter days. And this is who God is. God is merciful, 
you know, he makes everything good in the end. See, God uses different circumstances circumstances to, you know, chasten us. But in the end, he makes everything good. And this man is able to see his grandkids and, you know, glorify God. He said, God, he said, Lo, God has shown me also thy seed. And then he says, And Joseph brought them out from between his knees, and he bowed himself with his face to the earth. And now Joseph, <coughs> excuse me, Joseph brought them out between his knees, and means that these were little kids at this time. And he says, And Joseph took both Ephraim in his right hand toward Israel toward Israel's left hand and Manasseh in his left hand toward Israel's right hand and brought them near unto him. Now he took both boys for, ja uh, for Jacob to bless and to place his hands on them. And this is what, this is like a ceremonial blessing for these boys. And again, Manasseh is the older and he was supposed to bless him with the right hand and Ephraim the younger was supposed to be the left hand and in verse 14 he says and Israel stretched out his right hand and laid it upon Ephraim's head who was the younger and his left hand upon Manasseh's head guiding his hands with wittily for Manasseh was the firstborn and he blessed Joseph and said God before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac did walk the God which fed me all my life long before this day. Now here he's blessing, he stretched his hands and he says wittingly. And this is also knowingly. See, it means he knowingly knows what he's doing at this point. And it wasn't like he was trying to, you know, like he, he didn't know what he was doing because he was old. No, he knew that his his hand is to be in the right place he put his right hand on Ephraim and Ephraim is the younger but Manasseh he put his left hand on top of it on top of his head and both on top of their heads and you know Manasseh was supposed to be the firstborn supposed to be on the right hand with his right hand because he was the firstborn and but this man knowing what he's doing and now he blessed jo uh, Joseph's sons. And he says in e Hebrew 11 verses 21, it says, By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed both the sons of Joseph and worshipped leaning on, his, on top of his staff. Again, this is a patriarchal blessing that has been taking place here. And... Now he continues on with his blessing. He says, And the angel which redeemed me from all evil, bless the lads, and let my name be named on them, and the name of my fathers, Abraham and Isaac, and let them grow into a multitude in the midst of the earth. Now, Jacob, as noted, noted previously concerning the angel, now, he once wrestled with this angel in, in, in Paneel, and this angel is Christ. This this is not uh, a regular angel because he said this angel redeemed me. Now the angel does not redeem first of all, and a regular angel does not redeem any anyone, and nor 
change the names of anyone or even bless anyone but this is this is a this is not a regular angel this was christ this is a, a pre-incarnated christ and as an angel now in, in the form of a man wrestle with uh jacob in Paniel, and he says my name israel now they continue on he said my name israel will be named on these children my name Ephraim and Manasseh are to be named as the as part of the nation of Israel because he claimed them. He claimed them that these are his sons. And you see, they are to become among the twelve tribes of Israel. Also, he says, let them become a multitude in the midst of the earth. He said, This is they are to become the multitude of the midst of the earth. And in verse 17, it says, and when Joseph saw, now Joseph is seeing this thing happening, this thing transpired. He says, and when Joseph saw that his father's, that his father laid his right hand upon the head of Ephraim, it displeased him and he held up his father's hand to remove it from Ephraim's head onto Manasseh's head. And Joseph said unto his father, not so my father. For this is the firstborn, but put thy right hand upon his head. You see, he say, this is this is the firstborn. Put your right hand upon him. Speaking of Manasseh, and you see, Joseph saw the oldest was you know placed on the left, and it displeased him. Now, and you see, every man wants his firstborn, you know, to inherit and follow his footsteps here, you know, and this man. It displeased him, you know, but God is sovereign. You see, God is sovereign and it is important to rest in God's sovereignty. And this man knows it quite well. If anybody that knows how sovereign God is, is, you know, Jacob, because Jacob was a younger. Esau was the oldest, but here you see this, he knows the sovereignty of God. And, and he says in verse 19, he says, And his father refused and said, I know it, my son, I know it. He also shall become a people, and he also shall be great. But truly his younger brother shall be greater than he, and his seed shall become a multitude of nations. You see, Joseph attempts for his father to switch his hands, and his father refuses and said that I know. He knows what he's doing at this point, although he's old and almost see now but again he knows exactly what he's doing and you see jacob was after all the younger one and he knows well about god's sovereignty and he said that manasseh will be great but ephraim will be greater than he and he says that his seed shall become a multitude and then in verse 20 he says and he blessed them that day saying Indeed shall Israel bless, saying, God make thee as Ephraim as, and as Manasseh. And he set Ephraim before Manasseh. He set Ephraim before Manasseh. And he says, Indeed shall Israel be blessed, and God make thee as Ephraim and Manasseh. And he says, And Israel said unto Joseph, Behold, I die, but God shall be with you and bring you again unto the land of your fathers it says i die but again he made the act of uh this declaration an act of faith here it says that god you know proclaims that god will 
bring you again onto the land of your fathers. And Joseph eventually is going to be, uh, is going to die in Egypt, but he's going to be brought back in a coffin in about 300, uh, 430 years later by Moses. You see, and that's in Exodus 13, Exodus 13 verses 15, when the Israelites exiled out of Egypt. And continue on, he says in verse 22, he says, Moreover, I have given to, ye, to thee one portion above thy brethren, which I took out of the hand of the Amorite with my sword and with my bow. Now, you see, Jacob says to ja uh, Joseph, he says, I'll give you an inheritance, one above your brother, meaning two tribes will come out of you. But again, he says also, a land I have gotten from the Amorite, from the hand of the Amorite, and with my bow, with my with my sword, with my sword and my bow. And again, what is he talking about regarding uh, the Amorites? You know, perhaps he was talking about when he went to Shechem, and from the children of uh, Hamor, he, he bought, uh, he purchased this land uh, in Genesis chapter thirty-three, verses nineteen. He, he purchased a parcel of land and gained from the Amorites. And the word Amorites here is, is one of the persons that is not covenant, a person that is not covenant with God. And it somehow denotes evil. Also in countries like the Canaanites and beyond, all these things, that person that are uncovenant people. Again, he says, I, I took it by my bow and my sword. So, you know, this is, again, this is Jacob's own personality, you know, claiming things in his own strength that he did it. But here, this place is where in, in, in Joshua 24, verses 32, Jacob, no, Joseph is going to be buried in that land, in the, in the place he bought, in a, in a place Jacob, his father, bought the parcel of the land. Because that's where eventually his bones were going to be buried 430 years later. And that's in Joshua 24, verses 32. It says, And the bones of Joseph, which the children of Israel brought up out of Egypt, buried there in Shechem, in a parcel of ground which Jacob bought of the sons of Hamor, the father of Shechem, for an hundred pieces of silver, and it became an inheritance of the children of Joseph. See, this is the land he's making claim. He says, I, I, I took it out of the hand of the Amorite. Well, we, we will continue on with the patriarchal blessing of Jacob in the next chapter in Genesis chapter 49. But until then, precious saints, God bless.